0: And welcome back to the Made to Lead podcast brought to you by the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, Illinois Leadership Center. My name is Michaela Hillen, and I am the host of this podcast, and I'm super excited that you are joining us yet again this week. This week's episode of Made to Lead features an interview with one of the assistant directors of the ILC, Claire Bryan. Of the many hats Claire wears at the ILC, one of the most significant is the fact that she oversees the Leadership Certificate Program. So to start off this episode, Claire gives us an overview of the Leadership Certificate Program. She outlines what it looks like for students to walk through the program and explains why we believe that you should get involved before. before. Before Claire began working at the Illinois Leadership Center, she worked for study abroad at UIUC. With her unique blend of personal and professional life experiences, she explains the importance of cultural competency in developing as a leader. We discuss what cultural competency means, what it looks like for a college student, and tips and strategies on how to improve your cultural competency and grow as a leader. So please enjoy this week's episode of Made to Lead. Claire, thanks for being on this week's episode of the Made to Lead podcast.
1: Hi, Michaela. Thanks for having me. Of
0: course. Um, So, just to start off with, can you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, your name, your position title, your role, how you got to UIUC? Fun facts, if you want.
1: Sure. So, my name is Claire Bryan. I am an assistant director at the Illinois Leadership Center. I've been working there for almost two years now. Previous to that, I was working at the campus study abroad office. I've been at UIUC for a really long time, so I did my undergraduate program in Spanish at the university, and then I also did a graduate program in higher education. And following that program, I started working for the university. Um, fun facts. Let's see. Well, I have a blue sash in Kung Fu and I'm working on my purple sash. Very cool. I really enjoy uh, cosplay. So I like to make my own costumes and attend conventions where I wear those costumes and get to perform as characters, fictional characters that I really um, admire or look up to or, or find interesting. And then I guess for the last one, I have four rabbits, different breeds, different colors, different sizes. They're wonderful and I love them.
0: (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Um, So a big part of what you do as one of the assistant directors at the Leadership Center is that you oversee the Leadership Certificate Program. So can you give us a brief overview of the Leadership Certificate Program?
1: Sure. So the Leadership Certificate Program is a multi-semester program where students are asked to complete a series of experiential requirements. They have to get involved in teams, they have to attend ILC programs, they have to obtain 10 hours of trainings and workshops in leadership. And they also get paired uh, with a leadership coach and they take a leadership course. All of this culminates in an e-portfolio that they put together as the capstone for the program, where they showcase all of the learning and experiences that they had in the program. It's super meaningful for the students that participate and complete, and it's really fun to oversee in my role as assistant director.
0: For students who might be listening and are thinking, wow, that sounds really interesting, What would you say that the major benefits are for students who participate in the leadership certificate program?
1: I think there's a lot of benefits and it probably depends on what a student is looking for out of the program, how they benefit. But some of the things that we've heard anecdotally, I would say number one, the leadership coach seems to be a very impactful aspect of the program. Um, So having a chance to develop a relationship with a U of I staff member Community member, alumni, they they get access to information, expertise, resources, networks, um, and get to have conversations that they might not have had um, with folks who've had more life experience than they have. Um, mm-hmm. They also get to learn a lot about different styles of leadership from their leadership coaches. They sometimes get career development. Um, support from their leadership coaches, and it's just nice to have someone um, that you can check in with who helps keep you on track and who cares about your progress in the program. A couple other benefits I would say um, that we hear a lot. It's a really nice way of of being intentional about your involvement on campus, Um, so especially for students that are still trying to figure out what opportunities to take advantage of on campus or how to get involved or what to get involved in. Um, This program provides a pretty clear pathway um, that's designed around what aspects of leadership they want to develop for themselves um, and they get to customize it uh, according to their own goals and interests. So I think it's a really great way of um, doing that. And then the last one would probably be just getting to meet other students who are interested in leadership. So they have chances to network through ILC programs. They have a one semester cohort program that we facilitate um, where they get to meet students that enrolled at the same time as they did and do some team building and networking and things like that. Um, And there's a lot of other ways that they're they're meeting other students that they might not have met otherwise.
0: Okay, and maybe a little bit more personal of a question, but as the person As you are the individual who oversees the program, what do you find most enjoyable? What do you find most fun um, about overseeing the leadership certificate program?
1: That is a great question, Michaela. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I would probably say, well, I I personally serve as a leadership coach as well. That's something I was involved in even before I worked at the ILC. Mm -hmm. And I get to meet a lot of really interesting students um, and get to know them on a more personal level as a leadership coach. Um, And I really just like to see the breadth and depth of opportunities that these students are getting involved in and learning how they found out about them, why they're interested in them, um, and getting to help them seek out new opportunities that might be um, relevant for their leadership journey that they might not have known about before. And then as assistant director, it's just really cool to see their e-portfolios at the end of the program uh, when they are completing. All the reflections that they write are really interesting and meaningful, and you really get to see firsthand all the growth that they've experienced through the program.
0: Okay, and if a student who's listening wants to become involved, either be a member of the leadership certificate program or wants to sign up to be a mentor, um, where would they go about doing that?
1: So our website has all the information that one would need to enroll in the program. If you're listening and you're interested in being a leadership coach, you can also go to our website and find instructions for that. Essentially in order to enroll, you have to um, take what we call our Illinois leadership inventory, um, which is an online assessment on our website. And there, They would take the personal self module where they get to assess um, their leadership competencies at that level. After they take that assessment, they sign up for one of our design workshops. It's called Designing Your Leadership Certificate Journey, um, which I realize in retrospect is a mouthful, so we just call (laughs) it a design workshop. That works. Um, And after they attend that, they submit a personal development plan, and that's the final document they have to submit in order to enroll in the program.
0: So bridging this leadership certificate program to the Illinois Leadership Center competencies, when we had a a conversation earlier about the competencies and which one resonates most with you, you stated that cultural competency means a lot to you. So why does the competency of cultural competency mean so much to you?
1: Well, there's a lot of reasons why the cultural competency is important for me and resonates with me. One, I already have a lot of experience developing cultural competence, but two, I also have a lot of experience firsthand seeing why it's so important. Um, In my, in my previous role in study abroad, I was working with students to help them study in other countries, mainly Spain, Latin America, and Asia. Um, And so we would spend time talking about those cultures and how to sort of Prepare yourself for encountering new ways of of doing things and thinking about the world Um, because it's very common for students to go abroad and experience culture shock. So, there are a lot of conversations around that. Um, But I myself have spent a lot of time meeting people from other countries through various avenues. So, I've served as an um, intensive English institute combo partner for like eight years. I meet up with a student who's here just studying English at the university for an hour um, once a week. And we talk about our respective cultures. We we help um, navigate the English language. I, I try to teach them some, some slang and some idioms that they can utilize um, as they're working through their classes. And I've learned a lot about how to navigate conversations with folks whose first language is not English, how to develop relationships with people who have different beliefs or perspectives than your own. And I feel like that experience and what I've learned from even just that one program um, has taught me so much about building relationships with anyone um, and connecting to anyone and learning how to have difficult conversations and um, how to be more empathetic. It, it bleeds into a lot of other leadership competencies that we view as being important at the ILC. I'm not an expert, but it's, it resonates with me. I think it's important. And I try to, for myself, seek out ways to develop consistently in it. Um, and then in my role as assistant director, we, we employ a lot of different kinds of students um, international students, students of different races, ethnicities, genders, socioeconomic statuses, etc. We're very intentional about that. Um, but to practice leadership, to be a supervisor, to help those students develop their leadership skills, you need to be culturally competent because they're all going to have different views about leadership. Um, they're going to have different um, work styles and ethics, different perspectives and beliefs, and you need to be able to to value those, to hear those, and um, incorporate them into the work that you're doing so they feel like they belong, they feel empowered, they feel motivated. Um, There's just so many different ways that cultural competence is important. I've also done a lot of traveling, and so I've had a chance to meet people that way, Um, and I feel like being able to, to value someone else's cultural culture or way of living or way of doing things. If you have that value and then you travel, I feel like you're going to have a more enriching experience because you're going to seek out opportunities that um, are more meaningful. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes so yeah, sense. there's a lot of reasons why I really value that competency. And I think you can always improve in that area because there's so many different people in the world with so many different belief systems And there's so many different conversations that you could have. So Mm -hmm. I hope that answers your question.
0: That does answer my question. And I have a follow-up question to that, actually. Um, Why do you think it's important for students in their four years, potentially four years at UIUC, um, to grow in cultural competency?
1: Well, the world is becoming increasingly more globalized.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, a lot of students are going to find themselves in workplace situations where they're working with folks from other countries who speak other languages, um, or at least engaging with with people across the globe. Um, but even on a smaller scale, like in our communities, depending on where you live, depending on where you shop, where you volunteer, I mean, you're going to encounter people that are very different from you. And there's a lot of um, opportunity on, on the U of I campus to engage in this competency. And so, I feel like it's really important for students to take advantage of those opportunities now on such a diverse campus with so much opportunity um, so they can prepare themselves for what comes after university. But and then more broadly speaking, I just think that competency will, if everybody was very proficient in cultural competence, I I do believe the world would be a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the sake of humanity, I think it's really important.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I would have to agree with you. <laughs> cultural competency just enhances your worldview and it like expands your mind in a different way that um maybe other competencies don't it just it's unique and it takes a lot of time to develop but at the end of the day it's not gonna it's never gonna hurt you to grow in your cultural competency
1: no and i feel like i've said a lot about nationality but i would say like i mean we definitely describe this competence as being relevant for um folks of different cultural backgrounds different races genders ethnicities um all of that. So Mm -hmm. we see people that are different from us every day and there's so much polarization in the world. Um, If you're paying attention, you would know. Um, And I feel like we could navigate that and maybe minimize that and find a better understanding if we could all just focus on growing in this competency just a little bit more.
0: Mm -hmm. And I I think you brought up an excellent point that it's so easy for us to have a single track definition of what cultural means in this sense but like culture is not just the culture of a nation or the culture of a group of people it's a culture of different sex of the population and like you just said it could be um, gender identity or sexual orientation or even different niches you're involved in on campus, they all have their own unique culture. And if we took the time to more fully understand even just these tiny different sects of cultures, whether that be on campus, in our community, across the globe, um, we'd all have a little bit more empathy probably towards one another. And I think that would mean, that would lead to a lot of meaningful and positive change, so.
1: Yes, you captured that very well.
0: Thank you. So, Claire, do you have any tips and tricks for students who are wanting to grow in their cultural competency?
1: I would say that exposure is definitely the first step for growing in this competency. So, pushing yourself outside of what's comfortable for you and getting involved in a registered student organization that might. Um, be related to a topic you're not familiar with, Um, maybe um, attending events or activities that you've never really considered attending before, trying to engage with um, students or communities that you're not already engaged with so that you can hopefully find people that have a different cultural background than you Um, and engage in conversations that are are not something that you normally would engage in in your current um, state of involvement or your current social network or your or your own family or your own um, community back home so just trying to seek out new opportunities new spaces um new activities or events where you can meet people that are different from you and practice um some of the other leadership competencies um, to help you build relationships with those people. Um, There's a lot of other ways that that you can grow in that competency. So there's also a lot of literature about cultural competence. There are also a lot of TED Talks about cultural competence. The ILC offers some some workshops and programs on this topic. So there are formal and informal ways that you can grow in cultural competence. And I would say it's definitely not um, a process that has an end you should mm-hmm. seek out those those opportunities for throughout your lifetime so that you can become even more proficient in it if that makes sense
0: that does make sense and i think those are really good tangible tips um on from the most simple to m- more complex um so i think it's a nice range of tips and tricks for students as well thank you So my next question for you would be, what advice would you give to someone looking to grow as a leader?
1: Well, an obvious piece of advice would be to take advantage of what the Illinois Leadership Center offers. We have a variety of programs beyond the leadership certificate that are designed to help students do just that. Um, A lot of the data that we collect and analyze from our program shows that we're meeting our, our learning outcomes and helping students grow in our leadership competencies. So definitely take advantage of what we have to offer. Um, I would also recommend checking out some of the leadership literature that exists. There's mm-hmm. so much um, writing that's happening around this topic, especially right now, um, that I think is relevant and applicable and interesting. And we do have a library at the ILC. Yeah. And so I would say if you're a student, you should check out what we have to offer there as well. But even the, the university library, the Career Center has a library. There's all kinds of resources online. Um, TED Talks are great. There's a lot of TED Talks about um, different styles of leadership and practices and theories. And then the third one would be to, again, get involved and find ways to to practice leadership, whether it's in a team or in a formal leadership position, try to get some, some experience practicing what you're learning um, so that you can grow.
0: Perfect. And our final question before we get to our fun ones is what makes you believe that you are made to lead?
1: That would probably be my strength of empathy. I feel like I have seen the value of practicing empathy as a leader on the receiving end. And I've seen the value on the giving end. And I feel like empathy is what has, um, taken me the furthest with my team that I supervise. And I think it's helped me build really great relationships with the ILC staff, um, which has helped me grow as a leader because they have a lot to offer to teach me and to um, support me with, and I think empathy overall is just super important to practice with anyone in your life, mm-hmm. so even practicing empathy with my family has kind of helped me grow as a leader with them, mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of helping them see the value in empathy and what does it look like in practice and It's definitely been helping my familial relationships even. Um, So yeah, I would say empathy is is definitely something that helps me feel confident in being a leader.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for your vulnerability with that response. I appreciate it. So now it is time (laughs) for our fun, funky five questions. Woo. (laughs) So before this interview, Claire chose five questions that she's going to answer semi rapid fire and we'll see what she has to say. So are you ready? Sure. Okay. Question number one, if you could turn back time and talk to yourself as you entered your freshman year of college, what would you say?
1: Don't be so afraid. It's going to be okay. Sound advice.
0: (laughs) Question number two. You wrote a memoir on your life. What is the title?
1: Learning Things the Hard Way by Claire Bryan. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
0: (laughs) Question number three. Who is your favorite Disney movie character and why?
1: Elsa from Frozen. I feel like I identify with a lot of her um, internal struggles and some of her life experiences. And it's been really fun to see her character development over the two movies that they've put out, Frozen 1 and Frozen 2. Mm -hmm. Also, I love Idina Menzel. And so when she's singing as Elsa, I feel like my voice kind of sounds similar to her voice. And so I feel really confident in my singing Mm. ability when I sing Elsa's songs.
0: I love that. (laughs) Question number four, what about life fascinates you?
1: So this is a little strange, maybe for some people, but I love to think about the concept of there being uh, multiple worlds or parallel dimensions or universes. Um, I've been watching some, some shows on Netflix and I've read a couple books on this topic, fictional books on this topic. And I just like to think about if that was true, like how does that impact us right now in our current world or reality and what, what influences our lives here in this world from the other worlds that might may exist. So I just love to think about that and read about that and, and see things about that. I just think it's so fascinating.
0: That is fascinating. It's so deep and <laughs> philosophical. <in>. and
1: <laughs> Dreams also fascinate me. Um, hmm. And I've been able to, to theorize some connections between dreams and, and other worlds in my abundant spare time here during (laughs) COVID-19.
0: Amazing. (laughs) And question number five. What is your favorite card or board game?
1: I recently got a board game called Rabbit Kingdom. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) And it is a um, strategy-based tabletop game where you try to um, create fiefdoms of rabbits and there's a, a, a big board game with a map um, and there's even like a map in the sky so you can have fiefdoms in the sky and you get wow. points for however many fiefdoms you have and resources you produce and it's just fun to play as as a rabbit <laughs>
0: <laughs> that just sounds like the quintessential claire game <laughs>
1: i love it <laughs> uh,
0: so with that comes the end of our fun funky five and therefore the end of this episode of the Lead podcast so thank you claire so much for taking the time out of your day to sit here and chat with me about cultural competency and yeah i appreciate you
1: thanks so much michaela
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Made to Lead podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign Illinois Leadership Center. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you will listen to your podcast. Most importantly, don't forget that you are made to lead.